Ooh, we are interrupting this podcast to let you know about a spooky deal that is sure to get you a free meal. Y'all, today we have not only a thing that we use, we never recommend something that we don't enjoy and love, and I've been using HelloFresh for the last year and a half, two years, and they are today's lovely freaking sponsor. HelloFresh is a meal preparation kit, which I like because you get to cook it yourself. And they offer not only quick and easy recipes, and again, in their category of quick and easy, it's like 15 to 20 minute recipes. None of them are over 30 minutes, but most are 20. Well, no, that's not true. Some of them are like 45 minutes. Like if you want to make a full pot pie or like this really nice pizza, you can do that. Oh, but I... you have over 50 meals a week to choose from. So not only can daddy do them properly. and Without reading them. the directions, because yeah, I hate was, reading okay, your well, there directions. Was, there was one time we lost the recipe directions. We and I still did it. Are available online, we found out after the fact. But daddy still made the tacos very well. I do usually three meals a week for two people, but you can do family plans. You can do vegan. You can do pescatarian or fit and wholesome for people that are trying to watch their weight or watch their figure. HelloFresh is offering you not only the best option for food, but the first carbon neutral meal kit company around. And their portions are perfect. So there is no waste left over. So if you two would like to get up to 65% off of your meal plan, and 16 free meals across seven boxes, plus extra surprise gifts from desserts to snacks. Mm -hmm. Use the link down below and use offer code POGHF4954. Don't ask why. That is the code. It is down in the description if you'd like to try it out. Again, you are getting up to 65% off of your boxes from HelloFresh. It is on us. Thank you, HelloFresh. Hi, Evie. How are you doing? And how? Happy Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Why I was expecting that? You just tested it before we started streaming. I know, but it's lovely. Uh, I am great. I love that. It's the perfect intro. Um, I am very into the Halloween season. You've got an orange mug. I've got a Halloween shirt. I am ready to go. I'm loving life. But yeah, how are you doing? I'm good. And before we get into the start of the episode, I just gotta know what is your safe word? Uh, pumpkin. <sighs> Welcome back, all of our listeners. <laughs> My favorite is the laugh. My yeah, favorite is the laugh. laugh. And it's just it's a the, the the dial itself is labeled gender. So if you ever need to change your gender, Evie, there's a special little dot. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Thank God. <laughs> Listen, we figured we finally we found the perfect solution to gender, and it's go a XLR on a, on, a, on a voice mod. Welcome back to What's Your Safe Word. I'm Am, and today we have a lovely guest, uh, a host with the most who's not a ghost, Evie Lupine. <laughs> Evie, it's so nice to have you back. Aw, oh. thank you so much. <laughs> I'm so glad to be here. You're right. I'm not a ghost. However, when I was in high school, I think freshman year, there was a subset of people who thought I was a vampire. So <laughs> that's that's my claim to fame, of course. That's I, I've been wearing black and doing all this for a long time. So that comes with the territory. I think at least once somewhere on my like goth kid bingo card, I have to put made people think I was a vampire somewhere kind of near the middle. If if the kids hadn't thought I was just a, a queer who loved too much anime, they'd probably thought I was a goth too. Cause I hung out with most of like the, the queer slash goth slash like werewolf mm -hmm. people in, in high school. That was just kind of mm -hmm. my vibe. So mm -hmm. I totally get that. Um, I think I just wore too many colors, you know? And like Hollister. Yeah, yeah. They don't really have a place for like 
rainbow goth is not really an aesthetic but like very much that same vibe in my high school where it's like oh yeah all the queer kids and the goth kids and the kids who wanted to anime run like naruto like that was all just (laughs) the same group of people in 2010 i feel like and um not to get into our high school stories because we we have some stories today but uh yeah Evie is on today. We we've been chatting. We just wanted to kind of do a little a little podcast. We've done tons of podcasts before, and usually mm-hmm. usually there's something like bad happening that causes us to talk. So I'm glad for once for it to just be a holiday season where we just kind of get yeah. to react. Wait, what was the? Oh, King of Pride, and then Billie Eilish. Yeah, those were the last two ones. So yeah, so, so we're here to have a fun time and not know. rage about the internet for once. Thank God. Well, I didn't say that. Um, today oh. we are sitting down. I just I just finished Midnight Mass and then also the Midnight Club. Have you seen those shows yet? No. So have you seen Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yes. Okay. So imagine Are You Afraid of the Dark done by Netflix with tons of kids and lots of death. Oh wow. Okay. But all right. It, I have no. Yeah. But they tell scary stories. Oh. <clears throat> I see. Okay. So I figure we've done this before in like YouTube stuff, um, but never longer form. I wanted to do like a scary story reacting to some kinky, maybe sex positive or queer stories that also might not have happy endings, which kind of seems appropriate for Halloween. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. But before we do that, I would love to just catch up with you, talk about what you do. If people don't know who Evie is, lovely YouTube creator, podcaster, content streamer uh, on all things sex positive and kink very similar to us but you do it in a a nice and a different way um do you mind just giving people a a background to what you do yeah so like amp said i am a youtuber it's my primary thing is i'm a youtuber i do also stream on the side i'm i'm on twitter way too much for my own mental well-being and i talk about being asexual being kinky poly like anything in terms of alternative relationships i talk about and i try to do it in an educational way and like I do everything from like reviewing Netflix movies to like BDSM 101 like what's a flogger type stuff so that's sort of my wheelhouse because when I was growing up and when I was getting into the scene myself when I was younger there was just not that kind of resource available like if you didn't already know where to find information your only resource was like people's Tumblr blogs and like maybe a one-off YouTube video from like Lacey Green. And that was kind of it. So I got into that just because I wanted to give the education back that I thought I needed when I was younger. And then also because it's like, you know, not everyone has the money or the time to go to a dungeon or go to a conference and get that information in person, even if it's around where they live, which is certainly not true for everyone. Absolutely. I mean, I I find that my my background was really similar. Um, as a as a gay kinky guy, I was just like, there's nothing on here for me except for maybe mm-hmm. like a Davy Wavy video or a, a Lindsay Dose explanations every once in a while, or even Lacey Green call back to mm-hmm. the OGs that existed on the platform. Mm-hmm. Um, but as so, are we like the are we like the second wave kink edu- or like the sex educators on YouTube? I don't even know how many waves there's I been. F- I feel like we are. I don't know. I feel like it's us and then like Hannah Witten. And then, like, maybe some of the newer, like, explanations is still around, right? So, I no. definitely feel like we're more second wave, which is weird because now we're, like, our videos are, like, three times as long, but then they don't get monetized. And, like, <laughs> the oh, very, God. like, weird place to be. I'm like, man, what if I could have been a YouTuber when, like, five-minute-long videos were, like, long videos I for know. YouTube? What the real horror. Basically TikTok at that point. You 
YouTube monetization. Ooh. That's a real <laughs> scary story, all right. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that. But like, I'm yeah. curious, um, just because it is like YouTube updates. Um, how has YouTube been for you? I'm honestly because like I I don't know your experience as a viewer of YouTube, but mm -hmm. as someone who I still pay for my YouTube Red Premium, whatever mm -hmm. it's called now. Because I don't want ads. I travel a lot and I watch a lot of YouTube still. But I'm finding it harder and harder to find like my comfort people that I used to go back to every week and be like, oh, I can't wait for this upload to go. You know, mm -hmm. like, how do you, how, are you still watching a lot of YouTube? Um, I do. I tend to, my sort of main thing I do on YouTube is I do also have YouTube premium because I also listen to it a lot in the background, like when mm -hmm. I'm cleaning and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like my main youtube time is either i'm writing a script and like a youtube video is quietly in the background or i'm cleaning around the house and i'm listening that way so i tend to do more like longer form analytical content about which i wouldn't really consider comfort stuff like i got really excited this morning because somebody posted a video about like the 1918 <laughs> like german revolution i was like it's an hour long yes no um, I, but i, I have i am form. i am finding it harder to get to content that is like more comfort content I find it tends to be more deep dives into more serious topics or just things that are really really detailed which is nice but it's not like I feel like the ecosystem is different like you don't really get that same kind of like comedy sketch YouTube stuff is not mm. really as big anymore and maybe it's because those creators are more like TikTok and other platforms now and that's kind of where their energy is but yeah, yeah. I don't know um it's interesting stuff but maybe not like comforting stuff my comfort content is like piano disney music that's what if i'm going on a oh, plane and i have to be in a plane for eight hours i'll download like an eight hour version of that and that's what i listen to <laughs> no i totally get that i I've, I've been i've still been vibing and finding people that i like but mm -hmm. um even as a creator i find that like every every other week they're like updating monetization guidelines and yet i feel like all of my videos that have done well are from like four years ago and those are always in recommendeds, but none of the new content is. Um, mm -hmm. I have to upload a video multiple times and get it reviewed by multiple people and two out of three times it's monetized and the other third time it's the same video, but it's age restricted and you never know yep. why you never get that feedback. Mm -hmm. So we're still we're still chugging along and we're still like our lawsuits still going. And oh, yeah, mm -hmm. there's been movement. Um, nothing I can talk about, but it's still going and just kind of shows the the complexity of like social media. Um, yeah. But, but the, the sad stuff aside, like what, what are you into recently? Like what, what can people look forward to in your content if they want a oh, little teaser? I finally, so do you know, Love and Leashes? Mm. You watch that. It's like the Korean BDSM mm -hmm. show. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the movie and it's based on a web comic and people have been asking me to review that for Same. forever. And I did, and I filmed it like a month ago, but like, I don't do movie reviews a lot because it's such a pain to like, both the editing takes like five times as long because I got to mm -hmm. download a whole movie and then splice it into my like video timeline. But then also I have to deal with like the clips. I don't know what's going to be claimed or not. So there's that end of it, but I'm oh. finally, finally reviewing it. I'm editing. I'm like halfway done editing it right now. I'm hopefully going to get it done today. I'm going to put a preview up on Patreon of whatever my original version is. And then it's going to get uploaded to YouTube and I'm going to spend like three weeks trying to figure out how to oh, not get it uh. claimed. So uh, Patreon's going to be where it's at, but that's like the big main project I've been doing. Oh, nice. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I we we chug content out so quickly. Like I, 
I've considered doing like um, bonding, which I know you've done and you did a great mm-hmm. job on as far as show recommendations and review or not recommendations as much as reviews. Um, mm-hmm. And then even like how to build a sex dungeon or how to build oh, a sex room. Yeah. I watched mm-hmm. that. I have a whole spreadsheet of like notes and like likes mm-hmm. and dislikes. Um, but then I was like, how do I even record this and how do I get it up? And like legally like screen recording, you can't do that obviously. And I'm not saying I would do that Netflix mm-hmm. slash YouTube, but it's, just, it's such a feat. So these people that do like weekly review and content stuff that I like commentary channels, I don't know how they do it. I don't, I don't know Editors. how they do it. Yeah, right. They they hire lots of people. That's the secret. But then, I don't know how they stay monetized. That's the thing I don't get. It. I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. you just like, like there's other people like Amanda the Jedi and stuff who have reviewed like 365 days. And I, I don't think they did like how to build a sex room, but they've reviewed sort of the Netflix sex movie stuff a lot. And those do generally stay up and don't get claimed. And I'm like, is it just like you get to a point where like that's your channel and your like channel manager kind of advocates for you because, oh, they just review movies. I don't know what it is, but yeah, it's like it's a labor mm-hmm. of love. And I, I like doing content like that. I almost feel like, is there a way where you could show like clips of it to Mr. Christopher and just like like have him react to like hey, the scene <laughs> from Bonding? Like, what do you think of this? That's the only thing I could think of where you could maybe get around some of the more pernicious Yeah, because it's, it's like what's it's just you watching it. That's not commentary, but if it's you talk, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Our channel is very react heavy um, because people mm-hmm. love daddy's reactions. Um, but I, I, I do love the the longer form stuff that's more educational and obviously like love love being critical of things in the kink realm, as I'm sure you also enjoy, because mm-hmm. in the criticalness of or reactionary of things, you find stories and anecdotes and ways in which you can educate by pretty much correcting or being critical so that's kind of today's episode. That's kind of today's podcast. We're going to read some scary stories um, from a very long thread. Of, so like we have a form. I'll put the form in in the description of all the stuff here. Um, it's been open for the last two years, year and a half since we did our first like horror stories video forever ago. Oh. And people keep submitting to it. And so it's I don't. I don't know what I'll do with it if I'll do anything someday with like there's over 200 stories in this. Oh, okay. All and right. So, I was like, are we going to have enough? Do we get enough to do an episode? Oh, it's like Evie, there's enough for <laughs> only doing this for content for a year. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, it's I'm I am in the spooky season. I am in the mood. I just finished the Midnight Club or whatever. Very gory. Lots of kid death, which I have my own critiques of but it was a good time and it, it kind of it made, made me remember like goosebumps and are you afraid of the dark like back in the day those shows oh, oh yeah goosebumps. i never i was always too scared like this is my problem is like i was a very like easily scared child and so oh, no. like are even the advertisements for like are you afraid of the dark would like freak me out too much <laughs> or like if, oh. if um commercials for house came on that was like specifically my thing if commercials for house the tv show came on i would just go to the other room i would just hide until it was wait you were afraid of house the tv show yeah like the medical stuff would freak me out because like oh my god because the previews would be like she's dying of a mysterious cancer they don't know how to fix i'd be like no thanks and i was like six i was like do i have cancer i had like some very undiagnosed hypochondriac related issues at that age and the house House was very much 
I'm I'm interested though in the fact that it didn't give me like some kind of resulting medical fetish that that didn't end up happening. Yeah, like it just the, sort of grew the trauma. Out of it. Uh, well. Well, I can definitely say that Goosebumps has sparked many a fetish and many a kink yes. in many a person, myself mm -hmm. included. Don't ask what or which. Maybe we'll talk about that someday. But for now, let's get into the scary stories. Evie, are you ready? Yes, I'm prepared. And I have my emotional support dog with me in case it gets too scary. Oh, well, okay. So we'll see. So, like, again, I had to skim over 200 stories. Some of which we've already covered before, so I had to remember what stories we'd even gone through. I should really mm. like mark these in some way, but I haven't. Um, and there were many stories that were like, um, uh, we're not going to talk about that. And there were some things that sounded maybe illegal, and we're not going to talk about that either, but we're going to try uh -huh. to cover. Yeah, no, this is anonymous. I've, I've co collected no one's information besides the story that they have freely given, and that is the only caveat I will have for today's episode. So, without further ado, the first story. <clears throat> it was a dark and skip. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> this was when I was hooking up with a man. Before I knew I was a lesbian. Okay. Oh. Okay. I enjoyed this guy's company, and we loved to watch movies together. This particular night, we were watching Silence of the Lamb. Have you seen that, Evie? Yes. Okay. okay. So we all we're, we're all familiar with the lotion and the skin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. I love this movie, but this was my first time watching it. Afterward, things got a little hot and heavy, but one thing you should know is that I am a plus-size woman. It was mm. understandably hard to get the image of Buffalo Bill running his hands over his victim's back <laughs> when, <laughs> oh my God, when the man was also doing the same on mine. I couldn't uh. get the image out of my head. It killed the vibe, and luckily, this guy was very understanding, practiced healthy consent, and stopped when I said stop. Oh, well, that's, that's Aww, not scary. Like awesome ending. Yeah. I like that. Have you ever, have you ever, first of all, have you ever been scorny? Do you know oh, what scorny like scared is? scared horny? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if that's ever actually happened. I, I think it must have because like, I definitely was really into watching like Discovery ID. If you do you remember that? Oh yeah, it's funny. Terrified of like scary things as a child, as like a teenager, I was super into true crime stuff like on television, and that I remember like some of the stuff I think was a little bit like I didn't realize I was into BDSM yet, and I was like, ooh, like it could be fun to be like tied up in the back of a van, like. <laughs> oh sure. Like, yeah. So, um, I I can't think of a time where it's been acted on necessarily but i've certainly gotten those feelings before i mean i've seen every halloween movie and some of them are kind of like sexy in the way that you know the killer is like out to get you and oh, i get that yeah. or even like saw while very grotesque like the scenarios and situations in a fantasy sort of way i could see being kind of hot for people like chains and predicaments but i've never been I'm trying to think like i've had instances that i was like scared how much someone was gonna like really get at my like nipples or like at another area and oh, to th yeah. to a degree like that made it especially hot but a lot mm -hmm. of people will find that like things that are somewhat traumatizing we even talked about it like with house and medical fetishes like some people have that correlation of like getting through the trauma mm -hmm. of the thing by acting it out um and the, the they're very brave. I mean, I guess be like a CNC or even an edge play kind of aspect to that. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't think, I don't think the Silence of the Lambs was the thing that really turned me 
<laughs> no, I don't remember that being like an erotic experience. Like I, I can kind of see it maybe if you're into sort of that like cold intellectual part of it. Like mm. if you were like, oh, I like the fact that he's like a mastermind is is such a is, is such a turn on. But like I feel like overall the vibe of the movie isn't as like i don't know sexy as like some of the more like oh my gosh teens getting chased around the house by a man with the axe like type horror movies where it's like <laughs> part of the movie that is i don't know if it's like a sexploitation movie necessarily that's like the term that would be used but like the fact that it's like hot teens getting chased around is like part of what makes the movie appealing and that's very much not the case with signs of the lambs no but then you do bring that up like a lot of horror movies the focus or at least the first act is on like a relationship or sexy times or like the bimbo blonde hooking up with the quarterback, you know, and then they yeah. both die because they had sex first and you can't have sex first in a horror movie mm -hmm. or you die. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of that. Thankfully, there was not a lot of death in the thread of, of responses. But speaking of vibes, the next story um, is called they actually gave a title, which I love. Some people give titles for their stories. Uh, this one is called Possessed Vibrator from Hell. Okay. <laughs> and it goes on one night at 2 a.m. deep in my sleep I was awoken by a loud noise somewhere in my room soon after I realized it was one of my vibrators now a couple minutes later the vibrating happened again and then it shut off and then it turned on again and after an hour of non-stop buzzing I was running out of options I tried hitting it with a hammer I tried boiling it but nothing seemed to get it to stop. Eventually, I gathered all of my sheets, jackets, towels, and kept wrapping layers upon layers of it to muffle the noise. I could still hear it going two hours later. So I went to the bathroom. I let it just sit inside the tub and do its own thing until it stopped vibrating. Oh, my God. It's a Furby. That was my first It's a thought. Furby. It's, it's a vibrator. Like the, you know, did you ever have a Furby as a kid? Oh, Ah, uh, ah, uh, yum. Yeah, yeah absolutely. My, um, one of my siblings and I, we had a Furby and I did like almost the exact same thing where like in the middle of the night, it would it would be in our closet and just turn on and be like, <gasps> ah, ah, I would make the little Furby noises. Uh -huh. And like, I feel like we almost had to go through the same process sans putting it in a bathtub to get it to turn off. Like, I think we just like opened up the battery pack and like took out the batteries. Oh, but like. I mean, this is why they have airplane locks on like fancy vibrators is because like sometimes a uh, fun fact, your vibrator will get possessed by a ghost and like a succubus or something. And that's actually what the airplane mode is for is to prevent, uh, you know, ghostly apparitions from entering into our earthly plane via vibrators. Well, what, if what if I want to possess? What if I want a possessed vibrator? Mm -hmm. Like what if I want it to be possessed? I mean, <laughs> that's true. You could, but maybe, maybe not do it randomly at 2 a.m. That's fair. Maybe just, you know, talk to the ghost first and be like, hey, this, this is the schedule. This is when it's fine to possess my vibrator. Well, so it's like, what, spectrophilia? Do you remember when Kesha came out and was like talking about like having sexual relations with a ghost? Did you ever see that in the news? Whoa, I have not thought about no. that in a long oh, time. Okay. Wow, that's <laughs> in the past. I, okay, this... I do remember that. And I definitely remember, have you ever seen like the sex map where it's like, 
you get to it's like a really big map and the idea is you put pins in it for like different fantasies you have and it kind of goes from like south to north where like there's like southerly islands of role play and like there's like ghost possession and like vampire stuff and the farther north you go the more extreme it gets technically so there's definitely like a whole portion of that there's like vampires monsters ghosts like there's a lot of people that are into the idea of like a ghost coming into their bed at night and yeah. then, like doing whatever they want. That's like a whole subset of things. Oh, absolutely. I mean, people have again the fantasy of like, you know, having someone take 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 you away and have their way with you and and you know, have some fun or even like the somnophilia sleepy time people that consensually give someone permission to like come on in when maybe they're asleep or maybe they're pretending mm. to be asleep. Yeah. And or the sleeping beauty, I forget the specifics off the top of my head. But people that want that kind of nocturnal emission in other sorts of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never heard of a, what was it called? A kink map? A kink map or like a sex map or something. This was, I don't remember where I saw this. It was years ago the last time I saw I saw it. But I'm sure if you Google for it enough, you'll you'll find it. And it's not just kink stuff. It's like any kind of thing that you could be into sexually. So And like fetishes and things as well. So. Okay, so it's kind of like a will want won't list, but visually, it's almost like a just a different way to show the things you're into, or is it yeah, is it for everyone? Of, but, yeah, I think it is, but I think it tends to be at least in the way I remember seeing people use it. It was more about like mental fantasies that you enjoy, mm. not necessarily things you'd want to do in real life. Because like the very like the far like northern part of the map that's called like the northern reaches or something is like a bunch of stuff that in real life would be illegal. I'll just oh. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. So like it's the whole mm-hmm. spectrum of like anything a person could be into that sexologists know about is essentially how I would describe it. Okay, okay, that's fair. Um in in somewhat related news, um I I I've also provided you uh in the chat here a link to uh, a Furby dildo uh if you're at all curious. <laughs> because Etsy has everything, of course. Oh my god, it's a Furby butt plug. Oh, sorry, butt plug, yes. It's a butt plug. Oh my gosh. That <laughs> listen. Somebody's really into that. You've seen the um, I think it's Strange Strange Anions has like the really big, like the long Furbies. Have <laughs> you oh. like, seen one of those? I want somebody to use one of those for like a bondage or an impact placing, like so badly. So we just fold it in half and then just like yes. use it like a leather slapper. Yes. <laughs> Oh, and then then and then it goes ah ah, mm-hmm. yum. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this Furby is terror. Uh, it's seventy two Canadian dollars for this Furby, but you know what? Worth it. I feel like this would be like a humiliation placing. Like I actually don't even know like what context you would use this in. Halloween, maybe. Honestly, who can say? Um, who can say? Well, I love I love the. Uh, the the creativity of it there's also a shrek onion okay next story next story evie is going into a rabbit hole of holes (laughs) being rabid i'm gonna stop i'm gonna stop i'm closing the tab on my computer Ooh, it's me again back with a scary story about butt plugs that go bump in the night (laughs) i like butt plugs that go bump in the night
Well, then you're going to like today's episode. So today's episode with, with Eve, he was a lovely, uh, spooky, scary story that I, I obviously shot beforehand when daddy wasn't here. But uh, I wanted to give daddy a chance to tell me about his spookiest, scariest sex toy story with today's sponsor, Love Honey. Wait, my, my spookiest, <laughs> scariest? Wow, it was probably the coming. time that the batteries didn't work. <laughs> That's the spookiest, scariest story you have, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Love Honey is the world's biggest online retailer for all things pleasure. And if we know a thing about sex toys, we know that we need not only sex toys that are body safe, that are ethically sourced, but that are going to be good for you and a partner in bed. And this month for the Blow Motion 12 Days of Play sex toy advent calendar, you are not only going to get half, half, you're going to get this at half price. It is something that is worth $240 that you are getting for only $120. And I love advent calendaring. Why is that? Uh, because you get you don't know what's behind the little thing that you you get you get to tap it open. It's kind of like uh, a little surprise. Oh, every day. And the Blow Motion Advent Calendar from Love Honey not only gives you twelve different days to mm -hmm. play, but each of those little those little opening boxes gives mm -hmm. you a different toy to play with. And some of them even come, they like, form and like work together as yeah, well. Yeah, I discovered that because number one went into number two. So, oh, oh. <laughs> so if you'd like to get your own 12 days of play, maybe get some uh, ahead of the time, ahead of the Black Friday and Christmas season toys. We are now offering with Watts 10, 10% off of your purchase above $100 and try it out maybe on the 12 days of play sex toy calendar. They are in limited supply and they are perfect for a couple or someone just trying to up their game in the bedroom as far as sex toys. What a great Christmas gift. Thank you. Love, honey. Now back to the stories. This one is a little bit of a lengthy one, but okay. I remember reading it and being like, okay, this is a good talking point. So this one goes on. It says, this happened with me and my ex a few years ago. Now, I prefer to trim the hair around my sensitive areas, but he wanted me to remove all of it. I resisted mm. for a while, but ended up telling that I would telling him that if he would do it, I'm down. Well, we both ended up doing so and we're getting busy in the bedroom when I noticed he started grimacing. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. okay. I, I asked if he was okay, to which he said, he was fine. Everything's fine. The grimacing continued and intensified. And he started making groaning sounds as well. Like the act of causing quite a bit of pain was happening. Okay. I asked a couple more times if he was okay. And he was getting annoyed by me asking. And then there's a little note. It says, safety is very important to me. So I check in religiously. Mm. Oh, oh. At this point, I could tell how much pain he was in, even if he insisted he wanted to continue. The mood had been killed for me, so we stopped and I asked if he was going to be okay. I got an ice pack, I, could, I offered to call health services, and he said he was fine, just a bit of burning. Turns out, he had initially tried shaving the pubic hair, but I got annoyed with the amount of small cuts it was making and proceeded to cover the, ah, the area with hair removal cream. Oh no, after he sh- oh, oh no, oh no, 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 ah. no, he had left it on for 45 minutes and when I checked the box, the product said it was three to 10 max. <gasps> okay. Last sentence, while he ignored my regrets for him to see a doctor, he did end up going to see one the next day and he had sustained second degree chemical burns on his penis and testicles. Second degree? Oh, okay, no. That's that's really bad. Why? Moral of the story: understand. Try today's off, uh, sponsor Manscaped. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shave responsibly. Don't use nair following these products. Okay, so and uh, always 
if there's a question you're welcome to not answer but like i've manscaped plenty i i i like clean up and do what what not because i enjoy chastity play every once in a while both on myself but other people have you ever like trimmed hair and and done any scaping of that kind yeah yeah i mostly because other partners like prefer it more so than like hmm. i prefer for myself but like i like to, i like to trim I do stuff. I've done everything though. I've done like the hair removal cream. I've done waxing, sugaring, I've, all that stuff. I've I've more or less tried it. And the idea of shaving and then being like, there's already blood coming like from these little cuts. I, I know what I'm gonna do instead I, to make this work faster. Is what? then I'm gonna use hair removal cream, which is like I guess maybe if you've never used it before and you don't know like how it works, you might. But it says like if you read, read the, the directions, it says not to use it on broken skin. So literally. And then don't use it longer than 10 minutes. So like case in point, like I've never used Nair. I've used, I've used waxing. I hate it. Um, mm -hmm. I've used the sugaring. It's a little bit more nice on your body, but for some people it can be a little bit more abrasive depending. Yeah. Um, and I've shaved plenty with things with guards. And that's always been my preference because I don't like the prickly, you know, yeah. and I want mm -hmm. it to not cut myself. But like I've done obviously hair dyeing and, and coloring, if your scalp starts to burn, you say something to your like hairstylist because that means you mm -hmm. need to change something or do something. But even then, what? What? Forty-five minutes? For you don't even do that long for bleach. Like, yeah, like I'm just I'm thinking because normally when you use nair and stuff, what you do is you leave it on and then you have mm -hmm. to wipe it away to see the hair go away. And maybe he just wasn't seeing the hair go away. And so he just like, oh, I need to leave it on for longer. And so he just kept, but also like it smells really bad. Like mm -hmm. I have a lot of questions, but I feel like no questions. everyone I know. No follow-ups are allowed. Yeah. <laughs> like always everyone I know has either they have or partner has some kind of story involving burning their genitals with Nair at least once. And everyone, for everyone I know, at least it's men. They're, they're like, yeah, I just wanted to see what it would feel like if my balls didn't have any hair on it. So I just borrowed my mom's nair in the shower <sighs> and then I left it on for 45 minutes. No. And then like no. my, my entire genital region was on fire for days. And it's like, maybe we should just ban it. I don't feel like people ever use it responsibly. I don't know. If there could be a gigantic warning label on the front of a thing and people will still do the thing that it says not to, you know? Yeah, it'll be like, Big government's trying to keep me down. I know this is going to be more effective. They're just trying to get me to buy more. I'll show know? them hair burning. Like mm -hmm. people are weird. Okay. This next one's a little bit shorter and a little bit more funny. Um, We just mm. did an episode all about like family horror stories, like horror stories around sex that unfortunately involve family. Like let's say you oh. print off some erotica and your sister finds it, or you like mm. are, you know, trying on some gear and you forget to lock your door. Um, but this one just goes on and says, we were cleaning out my grandmother's house after she passed away. And this included boxing up what I thought were a bunch of my dad's old comic books. Turns out I found his old porn magazine stash. My grandmother obviously had never gone through these, or maybe she had never said anything. I ran out of the room screaming and my mom thought it was the most hilarious thing ever. My dad, however, did not. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, we all I mean, have a porn I, stash. Like, I, at one point, I was like, okay, so you have these like old magazines. Like, at some point, do they become vintage collectibles? 
Like, oh, like, I want to know. Is it like a drummer magazine? Like what? You, do you got like, like what some? Was it? Yeah, it doesn't say. It was, what doesn't it was say? Playboy or like was it like I don't know. I I don't really know a lot about like old porn magazine titles, but like there was that was a whole thing for a long time. Yeah, I mean like I I used to have like a porn stash, like a folder of like erotica or like imagery that I found hot when I was like mm -hmm. in my you know like when I lived with my parents still. Um, but nowadays, you know, you just got a folder on your computer where you save things or a, a folder in your, your, well, I was gonna say Tumblr, but that doesn't exist anymore. Um, I have some of my old Tumblr posts that I liked though. Like I saved them and like moved them over into, uh, what do you call it? The, did you ever move on from Tumblr? Cause you used Tumblr. I did. Like I pretty much had like a solid break from Tumblr. Yeah, no, I, I ended up using. Well, as far as Tumblr goes, like I ended up moving on to BDSMLR for a bit. I don't know if you ever heard of that one. Oh, I remember that. I never tried it out though. It's okay, but it's super buggy and the tags never work. So I kind of mm. like, man. Anyway, next story. Oh God. Um, I remember this one. <laughs> Me and my current part. Wait, uh, we'll call this one. My hips don't lie. Okay. Yeah. The story. This. Yeah. Because ooh. me and my current partner were doing the sexy time. Enjoying each other as I orgasmed both my hips dislocated, which result in me laying on the bed screaming, and my partner trying to put my hips back in my socket. Thank God I'm a nurse and was able to walk him through how to put them back in. We just have to be careful when having sex now due to it becoming a regular thing. Ah! What? <laughs> okay, wait, does this person have some kind of like joint? condition oh, or no. like are they just like a spider person Evie, I have no, I'm like I can't, oh yeah getting I can't ask. what i can't i can't ask a follow-up question ah. I know, but i want to ask the universe i'm like ah. i have like what's going on here what's the background oh my gosh i mean thank goodness you know able to walk the partner through everything and then you know i guess just sort of being like hey we're gonna keep having sex but sometimes also, my hips, my hips are going to come out of place, but we know how to deal with that. It's just a thing that happens. It's like when, you know, you got to use more lube. You just pop pop the joints back where they're supposed to go, I guess. <sighs> yeah. And as a person who is very squeamish about things, like, oh, I was like tied up the other day and like just my hip cramped. I could not oh. imagine like a hip popping, you know, and mm -hmm. also to have the wherewithal and patience to be like, it's fine. We can do this and pop them back in. I'm a nerd. Like. I could never, I could not, mm -hmm. I would, I would literally, I, I would pass out. I would absolutely pass out and faint. Have you ever had, much. you got to know your limits, you know? And sometimes <sighs> that's, that's where they are. Duh. Uh, I would need a joint after that. No. Um, <laughs> have you ever had like any, any sort of scene or situation that got kind of out of hand in a health sort of way like that for me? I almost passed out once when I was suspended from a thing um, because I had never been suspended before. And like mm. there was a weird pressure on my neck that I didn't realize was, you know, making it harder to, you know, let the blood flow properly. And then oh. also when you're tied up, there's a lot going on, you know, especially mm -hmm. if it's sexual or sexy times at all. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had any um, instances? I'm trying to think if I've had anything that's like happened during a scene. Um I definitely, whenever I do like rope bondage and whenever I do anything like over my arms, like I do TKs or box ties, like my arms basically just go immediately numb. So I don't ever, I don't ever do anything with that. I did freak out a partner once by accident because um, just my whole life, my shoulders have like been able to sort of pop 
pop out and then like pop back in. So kind of like the same thing as the hips. And I just, I just did it when I was stretching and they were like, oh my God, what happened? Are you okay? And I'm like, I was just, oh, my, you, my shoulder. And they were like, yeah, that looked really painful. And I was like, no, they just do that sometimes. Like, <gasps> so that's the closest I've gotten, but thankfully I haven't had any like, you know, required intervention type medical issues when I've been playing, but like, I feel like with kink, especially when you play more on the edge with stuff and you do kind of risk your kind of, I do like needle play. I do stuff that's fairly like high risk compared to, you know, just like hand spanking or something. Like it's sort of a matter of like when it's going to happen and being prepared to handle that more so than just like, if you play safely enough, nothing bad will ever happen to you. Oh yeah. That's just ignorant. So are you more of a risk aware consensual kink, like rack? SSC? Yeah, okay. Same. Mm -hmm. Because I've had many uh, an instance where if we had not talked about the, so what happens when, you know, then mm. if we had not talked mm. about the what happens when, it could have gone to a weird, bad, or even scary place. Yeah. Um, but that's why you like, you talk about the expectations. You talk about like what it looks like when you're having a good time versus a bad time. Because sometimes, and I know this is true about me when I get really deep in headspace, I can get kind of nonverbal. Like still, oh, yeah. still like moaning and enjoying it, but the difference between a moan and a, like a pain can sometimes be hard for people to to distinguish if you don't like say this is what happens when I get into this headspace sort of situation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, odd that you would mention uh blood and impact play. Oh, because this next one is Halloween specific. But first, speaking of scary stories, well, have you also tried manscaping? Because that does help to get chastity on properly. <laughs> no, no. Although, have you ever it manscaped could. your ass? I have, actually. By yourself? Yeah. Oh, jeez. No, with the razor, it's easy. With today's second sponsor, Manscaped, it is very easy. No. Yeah. <laughs> if you've got crotch discomfort uh, hindering your game, or maybe just hindering your chastity play, because hair, if you've ever tried on a chastity device, the little, the little like fulcrums and little insertables and whatnot of the chassis cage. If you have any hair down there, it can get so painful and yeah, pinch like, in the worst possible it's way. It's like a porcupine. Like the way that I get into chassis properly is doing a little bit of shave down, getting all of the little, the little spiky bits out of the way of hair, and so making you sure that first. yeah, I manscape before and I do upkeep all throughout the month. I'm surprised manscape honestly hasn't leaned into the oh, no nut November they should at all. Totally lean into October and no nut November. I mean, they've spent over two years redesigning not only the most comfortable boxer briefs with the jewel pouch, yeah. but they've spent over that amount of time just continuing to redesign their own razors to make them not only skin safe, they reduce nicks and cuts, but make sure that you're able to do all that manscaping with a little LED light, a travel safe lock on it so that you always are able to bring it with you. And it's just good for all over care, hair care for whatever you may need besides Nair. Don't use Nair. Actually, that jewel pouch, that is actually a good design because it does give you support when you have uh, the weighted cage on. Uh, so they should just call it the cage pouch. So if you'd like to get your own sub ready for the season, maybe get them something for Manscaped using offer code what, Daddy? Watts20. For 20% off and free shipping and using our code again. Watch 20 at manscaped.com. In the meantime, though, let's get back to the stories. And okay. it goes, I was at a Halloween party hosted by a friend I had on and off benefits with. We were hanging out, watching horror movies, and then the, at the friend asked if I needed a break since he knew I was really, I have really intense paranoia when watching horror things. Oh. I said, do you get, do you get this at all? Um, 
I don't think so. I definitely won't watch him at like night by myself, but I wouldn't say it's so intense that you need to like get up and like take a break and be like, all right, I need a breather. Okay. I mean, I used to be that way. I, I watched and played far too many horror games. Uh, but mm. it goes on to say, I said yes, knowing it was probably wasn't just a break. Wink, wink. We go up to his room and he very quickly asks if I'm in headspace to test out some new equipment. He had gotten glow rope and wanted to see how it looked. <gasps> oh. What's glow rope? Is like glow in the dark rope? I feel like I've seen that before and I can't remember who sells it, but I think I know what they're talking about. Wait, okay. So just so I understand, because I think they said this, they're at a party and then as part of the party, they go upstairs. So like there's still a party happening, but they're sneaking off to do yeah. some naughty stuff while a party's going on. Yeah. Um, so they get tied up and mm -hmm. then the friend asks if I want to do some impact play and he starts spanking me. Then grabs what I think was a studded paddle. We get most of the way through 31, which is what he told me we were going to go for. 31 hits, I assume. When yeah. all of a sudden he stops and very casually yells out the door to his girl. How do you yell out the door casually? <laughs> oh, uh, try to keep it cool. To his girlfriend, who was a medic, to come up and help with something. What I thought oh. was a studded paddle was actually a spoon used for gutting out pumpkins. A wide, flat metal spoon with serrated edges on one side. So I had a small area of bleeding holes all over my ass. The look of oh, horror on, on his face was better than any movie. They cleaned and dressed my wounds, and we went back to the party and pretended nothing had happened. But you could see he was haunted by the decisions for the rest of the night. <laughs> I went back to like, all right, we're going to finish the movie. Like, I want to know what the movie was, though. Was it Sounds of the Lambs? <laughs> I mean, that would be funny. I have never... Okay, first of all, don't do an impact play at a Halloween party because you never know what you're going to grab, apparently. But mm -hmm. second of all, like, I've never used the wrong device, I guess. Like, mm. I, especially if I know what toys are available. Like, how do you accidentally grab a serrated spoon knife thinking that it was an impact toy? I, I wonder if it's that, like... Because they were tied up, like the bottom was tied up, and then they just assumed that what was being used on them was something they knew about, which is like a spiky paddle. But then the top, the whole time, was like, I've been carving pumpkins, and I was thinking to myself, this would be fun for an impact play scene. And maybe they just didn't realize like how spiky it was, and that it might actually draw blood. Oh. I like, I don't know, but like, yeah, if you were just like fumbling around in the dark, how do you go? Ah, oh, yes, metal spoon leather paddle these feel the same to me like are you sure about that i don't know i what no i mean i again i i i have my little box of toys and i know what's in it and i know how to use them i'm also i would never like pervertibles are a thing obviously like mm -hmm. pervertibles absolutely a valid thing that people enjoy doing but like if you're gonna get into some pervertibles i would probably check and test it out on yourself first even like a metal spoon paddle thing might look good in the moment. But if you look at it and you test it, and I would say that if this was at a party, they might have had probably some like liquid courage of some kind, possibly. Yep. Yeah, Always do your testing sober in a lit space where you can see the toys and what's happening because I don't want you turning into a jack-o'-lantern after a few play scenes, you know?
Yeah, yeah, no ass jack-o'-lanterns, please. That that would be bad. <laughs> Actually, I, was, I worry though, because that could scar. Like, I don't know. I feel very cautious about like blood play stuff because it's like you never know what's gonna like. I mean, maybe uh, you get to look back on it, it's kind of like a funny memory of like, yeah, that scar is from a time when somebody beat me in the ass with like a pumpkin scooper. <laughs> but it, but in the moment, at the same time, it's like that's like anything like your butt's like so painful because you have to sit on that. Like if you sit for your job which is most people like that's you know you're gonna have memories lingering for a while but what a great story when you're like having sex later and it's not the halloween or, or if it is the halloween season i would hope mm-hmm. that you like get laid like crazy you know because you're like <laughs> always in the spirit you got you got yeah. one eyeball on one butt cheek one eyeball on the other butt cheek and the mouth is just like across the oh. holes <laughs> yeah yep yep okay next story um I was getting a hot and steamy in a hotel with a fairly new partner. He ended up treating me badly, but this was only our like third one-on-one time. So I didn't see any red flags yet. Oh no. He ordered room service, which was some drinks for us after one of the things escalated and we started having sex. He was a bit more dominant and playfully pushed my shoulders back. So I'd lay down while he Mm -hmm. towered over me, drink in hand. He took a sip and started to give me oral before swallowing the alcohol on his lips. I took a full vodka Red Bull straight to the pee hole. (gasps) It burned so bad, I kicked him back and asked him to be more responsible. Got a UTI that night, traumatized, and I'll never drink Red Bull again. Oh, oh. Red Bull, it gives you UTIs. That's what they should do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, don't, you gotta be... This is the thing. Like everyone tries to come up with like new innovative ways to make going down on people more appealing. And you can't like the sugar, like you got you can't be doing that. Like I know a lot of people that are really into the idea, they really want like a blood lube. Or they're like, oh, I could use like mm-hmm. fake blood as like lube or as like no. an oral sex thing, right? But it's like it's just red food dye and like corn syrup. Like, no, don't no and again the sugar is not warnings. compatible with everything else going on down there you gotta you gotta you know it looks cool be cautious yeah and like to that like it might see like i've seen people do like fisting with j-lube but they put oh, like yeah. a little bit of color to it and you can do that responsibly but you have to use like body safe stuff that doesn't have any mm-hmm. sugar and doesn't have anything that's going to change your ph levels so it's mm-hmm. absolutely possible but the reason you don't do that and, and the reason they got a UTI was because sugar adds, a, a obviously, it changes your pH. It can, it can provide more space for bacteria to grow, which is what bacteria needs is that sugary, like, mm-hmm. viscousy sort of textures. Um, and also, don't put, don't put alcohol in your orifices. I know that it's, like, sterile, but that's, that shit burns, you know? Yeah. That's you not, done? I can't, I can't imagine anyone's, like... You know, I'm like has a fetish for like I really like enemas, but I like to do it with vodka. Like that's just not like I can't think of a way to make that sexy. So you know, I can. I almost wonder like there's um there's a scene in Fifty Shades of Grey. I don't remember which movie it's in, but there's one where like um he has like white wine over ice, and he like takes like an ice cube from the white wine like glass, and then like trails it down her body, and then like um he has some of the wine and then like goes down on her and i'm like is this another casualty of like a 50 shades of gray oh, moment like is oh this like another like 
inspired by some terrible books and movie ideas or was it like did he just think he was being a genius i don't know i yeah that that movie will forever and always cause more and more trauma and bad sex if you ask me and to this day like yeah it's a it's a nice pop culture reference that have gotten people started but i feel like there's more damage done by that from people that are like, this is fun. Ha, ah, what's abuse? You know, or even. <laughs> I have no idea. Just wine. Unaware. Mm-hmm. Wine also should. Yeah, don't get that in your private parts, please. Like yeah. I've. Because that's sugar and Oof. alcohol just pre-mixed for you. Ugh. Ugh. Okay. Uh, this next one's pretty short and sweet, but a good lesson. I had an ex who would do surprise anal by sticking his finger up my butt. Traumatized me out of trying anal play even to this day. Insert sad I mean, I sound. wouldn't call that surprise anal, but maybe I wouldn't use the word that I'd prefer to use on this podcast. Which is not like just rape, just anal rape. Oh, that's what that sounds yeah, like. Yeah, like, that's no good. That's, uh, if it's non-consensual, okay. You know, you can have relationship dynamics where you agree you can have sex with me when you want, kind of like a free use type thing. But if you don't want it and it's traumatizing you, uh that's not no, that not don't do that. Bad. Water Very. bottle for you. Just gonna spray anyone who does that and <laughs> face in the water with a water bottle or a water spritzer until they stop. And like you surprise hugs, sure. Annoying and you know, a little little jaunting, like jarring, but surprise mm-hmm. anal is not something you just hello, like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You don't like hello gay. You're like waiting so like doing anal with someone. <laughs> That's not yeah, don't don't do that. Uh, I actually, I had sort of a similar experience when I like was first introduced to anal by one of my partners in high school. And mm. uh, yeah, no, that also took me, took me off the towards like sex in general for a really, really long time. And like, it was, it wasn't as like on a continual basis of what this person described, but I feel like there's a weird pressure, especially as like for heterosexual people to be into anal now is like, Ooh, is this weird the weird new thing all the hot kids are doing where it's like you have to be into anal to be considered like 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 sexually up to par i suppose and so you get mm. a lot of people that just copy what they see without really thinking of the consent framework around that and then just go well it seemed like a hot idea and that's not you can't just do things because they seem like a hot idea to you personally you gotta have conversations first no absolutely and i think that I think that there is that we we I feel like we've kind of talked about it before, even with the Billy stuff is like there's this pressure that kids think and teens think that they need to do extreme things to be good at yeah. sex or they mm-hmm. because they see this porn without a, a factor of like literacy and what porn is. Yeah. And and then we get down that slippery slope of like trauma, trauma and bad for kids and porn is the devil for everyone and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Like even after. I forget. Oh, we we posted on the YouTube like you and me kind of talking about not only feminism but porn and how it all works together. And even then, mm-hmm. there were comments from guys that were like, "What do you know about feminism?" And that you guys don't know what you're talking about. And it's like, okay, like it's the way we talk Weird about sex is so toxic. Yeah. We, why would you? Yeah. Who's who's gatekeeping feminism like that? Or no one should be. But like, it's just. It's gross. And it yeah. very much mirrors kind of that surprise anal sex sort of vibe. Mm-hmm. Don't do not do surprise anal sex, please. No, no surprise. <laughs> Unless you've talked about it first and you've discovered it's okay and then you're both into it. Yeah. The consensual non-consent of it all. Like, yeah. um, mm-hmm. 
NCSF, uh, the National Coalition of Sexual Freedoms. Oh, I hope I'm getting that right. Yeah, National Coalition for Sexual Freedoms. Thank you. Miss mm -hmm. the four. Um, is actually redefining consent right now and how it is legally. You've seen that. So like yeah, where I'm you inter have I interviewed uh like the head person for that and we oh, nice. have, it isn't on YouTube yet, but coming soon. Oh we're gonna deep dive into Spoiler. all of the new consent frameworks and ideas behind that and like what they're pushing for legally to hopefully give states a better like concrete definition of what consent should look like and how that applies both to like regular vanilla non-kink sexual activities and then also like kink and like how that can also benefit from a consent framework like this so yeah come Abs soon to a youtube oh, okay. channel near you i love that well uh, yeah we've kind of mm -hmm. talked about it a bit too so i don't want to give away too much and i haven't talked with them yet um but i'm pretty sure i got the same email you did so yeah <laughs> um but essentially for anyone curious uh before the breakdowns it's just a way in which they are redefining consent and the way in which you can like talk about it responsibly and what you need for it to be considered consent even if you get into the consensual non-consent or the kinky stuff um and a case in point where kink and bdsm can actually change literally the entire framework of something for the better hopefully for yeah. everyone not just the bdsmers you know mm -hmm. because when we talk about consent and abuse it's such a weird area of gray 50 shades might even be considered um but sorry that was a bad joke <laughs> da -da -da, yeah but it's I'm, I'm excited to see what happens from it so more 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 on that later um mm -hmm. But let's get one or two more stories in here. How did you feel about the talk, though? Well, I'm just curious. Did you have it? Was it was it interesting? Was it was it? Yeah, it was very much like, you know, it was obviously very focused on like the work they were doing. Like It was a little bit less like personal than a lot of the conversations I've had for interviews recently. But it was still really nice because it's like it's there's so much like bad news, I think, right now about like where the world is going in terms of like consent and relationships and stuff like mm -hmm. that and so it's nice to get a little bit of good news that like something is happening that's has a real potential to be positive even just like as a helpful framework for people that are like you know there's so many competing definitions of like okay like the fries model and like enthusiastic consent like okay what should we actually be practicing like what does good consent mean and kind of getting a more definitive look at that is nice I, I love that other people know what the fries model is because I try to explain it and people are like, what? <laughs> and that one was, I think, was coined by what? Planned Parenthood, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Freely given, responsive, uh, what is it? I don't revocable. even Revocable. Revocable, mm -hmm. enthusiastic. How do you spell fries? AI. What does the I stand for? Uh, informed. Informed. And then S. Uh, specific. This one I don't know as well, clearly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the ment I think it's more the, the, the substance behind it is what's important. And the fact yeah. that it's kind of combining a lot of ideas about, like, even the kink community, what we talk about with, like, just because you consent to a spanking doesn't mean you consent to a flogging. Just because you are consenting to this doesn't mean you're consenting to it in two weeks. Or, like, all this stuff is really important because people go, well, they said last time that it was okay I did this. So why isn't it okay this time? And it's like, well, a million different reasons. That's, that's why it's not okay. You got to check in. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited to see and hopefully see progress on that consent change. Uh, mm -hmm. But next story and this one's a little bit longer, but has a good message to it. Mm -hmm. During my last relationship, my partner and I were ex very experimental when it comes mm. to trying new things. 
So she had a whole box of toys for enormous prices, which I still own, by the way. And we mm -hmm. just had fun. One of the things she likes most was handcuffs and rope. Mm -hmm. She didn't like them on herself. So mostly I was the one being, quote unquote, victim to her play and being tied up. Mm -hmm. First of all, I hate handcuffs. Yeah. But, but I'm sure we'll, we'll find out why. One of her most favorite pair of handcuffs were actual police, cuff, police cuffs that she had gotten through dubious means. They were heavy fucking things and had a special key that was made pretty sturdy material. What I'm getting at is those things didn't break. And if you lost the key, you were fucked in the less literal sense of the word. Mm. Now, it's free to guess what happened. Evie, can you guess what happened? Uh, they lost the keys. Okay, let's see. Yeah, we lost the key. <laughs> Literally, Literally the next, the next the, line. The next line. Yep. <laughs> I'm still not sure what exactly happened. Um, maybe it fell behind a bed frame, disappeared in a mattress. Point is, I had the, my cuffs on and we couldn't find the key. She tried forcing it open, prying it open with bare hands, even busted out tweezers, ropes, screwdriver in order to force the mechanism to open. That didn't work, so we consulted Google, watched a short tutorial, and even then, we couldn't get them open. Mm. It goes on. Um, I was literally firmly stuck in the cuffs, and after attempts of freeing, failed miserably. So at this point, and a short panic later, uh, we went to the most hilarious situation by asking the ex... Oh, wait. Oh, I skipped a line. Oh, after another half hour of wasted attempts, somewhere... Somehow wedged apart the cuffs, one where I ended up bleeding due to sharp edges and extreme forces. <gasps> and we eventually went to see the fire department. Thankfully, one five-minute walk for me, we did manage to break a single chain link so at least I could put a shirt on and leave with my hands in front of me. The guy at the fire department was a youngish fellow along and among our... You know, typing is hard. Mm -hmm. Reading even harder. A youngish fellow along our ages. He was very confused as to how I'd gotten stuck in the handcuffs. I wonder to this day if he ever figured out later. An older man with an impressive mustache brought out some mean-looking pliers and pretty much just took three snips at the top part of the handcuff interlocking section and I was finally freed. Moral of the story, my ex and I looked for the key later but never found it. I'm convinced that thing will never show up even to this day. If the story tells you anything, it's that whatever you do... Should you ever design to use an actual piece of police-issued handcuffs? For the love of God, don't lose the key. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Have you ever used handcuffs? And I'm not um, talking about I fuzzy have. ones. I've done I've, a couple times, and I've there are people I know that are like really into handcuffs. They like collect handcuffs, and they basically have like a giant key ring of like spare keys. Oh. And like they they put extra keys everywhere, and because most, especially if you're using the same model of handcuff, and you have like a bunch of them, most of the keys are similar or the same. So like, but what a lot of people do is they leave the key in the cuff, so you can't unlock it and use it without having the key right there. Oh. I don't know if all models are key retaining like that, but um, that can be a good way to make sure you don't lose them. But yeah, this is why I don't like handcuffs. Is like. People lose them because they're so small and then you have your hands behind your back, which is also a, a bad idea for this exact reason of like having your arms behind your back in handcuffs for like five minutes can be fine when you're locked into them and you have no way to get out for an untold amount of time until you can escape. Like, 
as that's not good so handcuffs are um i get why people like fetishize them and enjoy them but they're not meant to be comfortable and mm-hmm. so they're not and so it's very much like a masochistic like kind of tortury sort of experience at least when i use them and so you gotta you gotta be careful they're not beginner toys even the stuff that's like kind of the the plasticky you know sex toy store you know baby's first bdsm equipment type handcuffs i think can still be pretty dangerous because people also lose those keys all the time mm-hmm. it's like uh just just get leather cuffs just get leather cuffs so simple it, it, it's it's easier it's simple i like just padded restraints that you can you know it has a little mm-hmm. if you want something that locks get a little like locking peg set and at least with that, you can use locks that are easy to eat, like get your own bolt cutters and cut off. I yeah. mean, it's not something you need to go to the freaking fire department and get the jaws of life just to get you out of. <laughs> but like, yeah, the, I'm surprised that the fire department didn't like have keys put two and two together that like the reason this person had police handcuffs on was like a sex thing. But... Oh, oh, I bet you they did eventually. Yeah, they had, like they're talking, they're talking at the station. Ah, you know, today we had a couple of people walk up, and then one of them was wearing handcuffs for some reason. They needed us to cut them off. What was that all about? Oh, I don't know, Bob. <laughs> and then they just, and then eventually they go, well, you know, me and my wife one time, <laughs> we use handcuffs like that once. Oh, <laughs> ours had fuzz on them, but yeah, I, I yeah, to this day I refuse to do handcuffs. I don't think they're sexy. It's just and also there's the whole like police dynamic to it, which I just personally am not into for obvious yeah. reasons. And mm-hmm. especially like I I've seen the kind of cuffs that that I think they had because I have I live in a household full of very kinky people, and some of them are a little bit more old guard. Um, mm-hmm. Those things are hefty. I could mm-hmm. not imagine. It's almost like. And there were no horror stories in our thread about it, but I'm sure you've heard horror stories of like chassis devices and having to get metal ones cut off. That is mm-hmm. not fun. That mm-hmm. is not. Oh, it is. Oh, huh. Okay. Next story, a little bit more lighthearted. Um, this one goes My aunt and I had the same type of USB flash drive once. And when we are sharing, <laughs> when we are sharing family photos, switched and grabbed mine by accident. Which had, which had oh. nothing but Harry Potter fan fiction on it. <laughs> she returned it later to me and asked if I'd written the stories because some of them were really good. <laughs> oh my god! So, um, sort of on a related note, um, please. Once upon a time, I had a partner. Polyamorous had other partners. And um, they had a Kindle that they kept like by their bedside just for like whoever was visiting them to like if they wanted to read to go to bed. It was very sweet. Like they had a Kindle oh. that had a bunch of stuff on it. But one of their previous partners, I, I maybe remember misremembering this. I want to say they were like a semi-famous Harry Potter fanfic author. And they also really loved reading Harry Potter fanfic, specifically uh, Harry Malfoy fan fiction oh. and so i was like scrolling through this kindle and it's got like all this it's got all this stuff on it about like oh you know uh you know kink education stuff and like history books and then you start scrolling and, up, and you're like oh this is just a lot of harry potter <laughs> fan fiction it just kept going i never read any of it but the fact that there was so much of it on there was hilarious to me because i was like I've never like to interact with it in the wild and like know that I knew someone that like was especially a Harry like I, th- I don't know what the name of the ship is but the Harry Malfoy specifically one um, be, was like 
Draco or would it be Half yeah. Boy? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But it was it was like, oh, that's uh that's interesting that that's okay. All right. So people <laughs> I, and I love that she was at least like she wasn't disgusted by it. Like the person in the story was like, hey, it was actually it was actually pretty good. Like you know, okay. supportive, supportive aunt. We love to see it. I mean, I've I back in my day when you like you used to make like anime AMVs and like whatnot. I, I wrote a fanfic or two, but it was never good. I'm not I'm not bad at writing, but it never like posted anything or did anything with it. Mm-hmm. But we've all been there. So hopefully mm-hmm. their 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 ship, their Harry Draco ship didn't sink when, you know, we found out what a turf what's her face was. Yep. Yeah. Who she the new she who will not be named. Literally. Literally. Fucker. Anyway, um, <laughs> on that note, I have one last story for us today. Um, this one is called, oh, there's no name for this, but this one is all about self-bondage. Okay. Was feeling bored and adventurous one night, so tried some self-bondage with a mass, oh, a, a massive, a massage wand tied to my groin area. Mm. I was wearing a blindfold, a ball gag. Bluetooth headphones under a gas mask, was playing death metal music playlist from YouTube, love that, and was feeling dangerous. It was 2 a.m. at night, and maybe if I was lucky, the devil would take me when I come. Incentives to struggle for my life? Big (laughs) mistake. Uh Uh-oh. Living in an old apartment in an urban neighborhood, every car horn, motorbike revving, door slam, loud footstep was either the straight roommate's neighbors or maybe the devil. I don't know why they're very fascinated with the devil. Uh, it also didn't help that when the death music playlist was interrupted by random advertisement, <laughs> sometimes mid-climax, talk about unnecessary edging. The last shocker came when the music suddenly cut off and there was silence right as I was getting to that final orgasm. Oh, oh no. Did the devil come for me? Panic struggled like hell before I realized that it was just the Bluetooth headphones losing battery power complete cold shower moment and after much struggling out of my self-bondage i was eventually free the devil coming to get me would have to be another time after untying myself i finished to some porn pictures and had a sad orgasm womp 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 oh (laughs) i liked so i will say within the thread a lot of people had some really nice um like colorful language that they used to like build this you know terrible instance that they were stuck in but it was i i while this might be the last story for now have so many more horror stories so i mean i i just have to go through and read them one of these days and evie you're also welcome to reading them because there i I gave you the link there's so many Mm -hmm. have you ever had an instance like that though where you were really just like getting to the edge you were having a great time and then you just got cucked or cock blocked by something. Oh yeah, yeah, it's happened a bunch. I I can't think of anything that's been like horror related or like, <laughs> but some like uh, def- definitely a lot of like you're almost there, and then like the vibrator dies. Like that's oh. that happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had once where I had someone strung up to my my bed. Um, they were visiting for the weekend. Good friend in an open relationship, and you know, n- like forty five minutes after an uh, intricate rope and. We get a phone call on his phone and he's in a gas mask and, uh, you know, he's he's having a great time. And I'm just like, hey, your phone's ringing. He's like, it's fine. We get back into it. The phone rings again. I'm like, hey, the phone's ringing. Should we answer that? And he goes, no, 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 it's mm. fine. It's fine. 
Third time. Sure. Third time. I'm like, it looks like it's your partner. Do you want to answer that? And so, like, with gas mask on, I bring the phone over to him, tied like spread eagle. And he's like, rrr, 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 rrr. Uh, turns out his flight that he had thought wasn't leaving for like another four hours was leaving in one hour. And he needed to get the heck to the airport. And for whatever reason, his partner had checked in, thankfully. And okay. yeah, we got him untied. He, luckily, I don't leave too far from the airport. We took an Uber, got all his shit, like surprisingly didn't forget much. But it was a real it was a real cock block. And I'm not oh. just talking about the chastity he was wearing because mm-hmm. <laughs> I I'm sure I'm sure many people can can relate in some way to like a, a missed a missed opportunity. But yeah. it just goes to show life gets in the way sometimes and whether it's technology or missed plans, um, we all have our own little horror stories here or there. But I can't really think of any horror stories that have happened to me recently. What about yourself? Not really. I mean, I just, I haven't been like going out and doing a lot of kink stuff just because of the fact that like I moved kind of recently and then I haven't really found like my group of people here yet. So I haven't Uh, had too many opportunities for either bad or good things to happen, but you never know. Yeah. Not not a bad thing. Always happen. Well, Evie, if people want to find more fun stories and just anecdotes as well as lots of education as we come to the tail end of this podcast. I wish I wish we had another hour, but like I don't want to keep you too long and we I have tons of stories, but as you mm-hmm. as you can see a lot of them are very long. Um mm-hmm. but where can people find you and watch all of the content coming from you down the pipeline? Yeah, so I am on YouTube, Evie Lupine, Evie Lupine on Twitter and Twitch and all sorts of places if you want to catch me over there. I do educational content and relevant to what we talked about earlier i know that i have a video on using handcuffs so if you want to learn (laughs) how to use handcuffs better i have videos like that for so many subjects and thank you so much for letting me come on and sharing stories with me and thank you all so much for being willing to be vulnerable and share these moments because like i mean they're anonymous but it still takes some bravery to be willing to type it out and make it kind of more real to someone else that these things actually happen or maybe they didn't maybe maybe they're all lies we don't know you know reading through it some of them do seem a little far-fetched and outlandish and that's okay mm-hmm. we love a good scary story i love tall tales uh i mm-hmm. love tall men but like some of some of them are again you're welcome to look through it later some mm-hmm. of them are like ah um <laughs> Regardless, yeah. Evie, I appreciate you. Um, I look forward to having another conversation with you soon. Maybe we can have one all about the new consent laws when and if they do pass. Um, mm-hmm. But please, y'all, go go give Evie some love. Go check out their most recent content, whether podcast or video. Um, you can always find me at PupAmp. This has been What's Your Safe Word, the sex education podcast. It's got a few kinks. And we will talk to you next time. Bye. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Despite hey. we got we got three minutes. I know, right? Again. I was watching that. I was watching the life of a content creator. As most people don't realize, is like we're we're literally like on the clock here, trying to make sure we we make all the things happen, get the podcast done. We got booty calls. I mean, I, I, we might have friends coming over here shortly. <laughs> okay. Bye.